Ahoy, mateys. Welcome to the GameBooey.org video game podcast, your more or less weekly port of call for gaming news and views that maybe aren't on your radar, but most definitely should be. I'm your host, Captain Spike 2099, and with me, as always, is First Mate Slagkick. Yarr! Today is June 8th, 2019, and this is the GameBooey.org video game podcast, episode 162, the most wonderful time of the year, 2019. <laughs> Welcome once again, each and every one of our lovely and beautiful listener to another episode of the GameBooey.org video game podcast. GameBooey.org video game podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about the very biggest and very bestest week of every year, E3. Um, but first, of course, we do have a little bit of housekeeping. Um, I do want to address, of course, the elephant in the room. We have had some issues adhering to our stated goal of weekly episodes. Um, and to that, I can only say we had a few issues and obstacles arise, and they all now appear to have been addressed. Well, uh, actually, we've been releasing them exclusively for our Patreon patrons. Oh, wait, you're getting money for this? <laughs> no, I'm spending money on this show. <laughs> right, same. Like, I don't even have a job anymore, and so it's a problem. No, no, it's not really a problem. In fact, I'm super, super happy to be back. Um, this week, I will also note, we are going to be doing daily episodes through Tuesday. Um, of course, unless we aren't enthused by a day's conferences. Of course, what we mean by that is that, as is typical for E3, there is going to be stuff going on every day from now until Tuesday. Um, let's see, Saigi, do you have a list of the conference? times that are coming up uh, at least for the big conferences yes tomorrow we have microsoft bethesda and devolver digital on monday and that's, is... and that's sunday the 9th right yes monday june 10th is ubisoft square enix and pc gamer pc gaming show and then tuesday is the nintendo direct at 9 a.m Excellent, excellent, excellent. So we will be doing um, our formerly annual tradition, we're bringing it back, of doing daily episodes to talk about this stuff. Um, oh, I was about to start getting into, like, what are you excited about? Like, I'm super excited about E3 this year. Can y'all tell? Um, but real quick, the last bit of uh, housekeeping is that we will be doing a catch-up news episode. You know, obviously, we're going to have to have a discussion that includes talking about, you know, like the Epic Games Store kerfuffle and some of the other big pieces of news that have happened in the last days, weeks, months, year. <laughs> so um, that having been said, since we're going to probably do that as we wrap up E3, we won't be able to cover everything. So we do want any of our listener out there to uh, let us know if there's anything that for whatever reason you want to hear our take on. Uh, you can, of course, let us know ASAP. And of course, you can reach us over on the social medias over at, at GameBuoy.org with the dot org spelled out d-o-t-o-r-g at gamebuoy.org with the dot org spelled out d-o-t-o-r-g that's at symbol g-a-m-e-b-u-o-y-d-o-t-o-r-g i just had to have a sip of tea so that was actually like a very good time for you to go off script Thank oh i you. thought you were like i'm about to have a sip of tea because girl ah 
No, I actually legitimately. Uh, anyway, though, with all of this having been said, we are obviously raring to go. So uh, let's get started. Warm up a cup of tea, zip up your coat, enema of the state, and let's uh, relax and think about some games. Uh, slightly... I'm going to take off my pants and oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, that was the joke last week or last episode. Um, We do have a conversation starter here today. There is obviously a hot topic. Uh, what is the way that we ride? Who put the bump? Oh, wait, that's the wrong one. <laughs> Hot topic is the way that we rhyme. That's my best Latigra voice. Kathleen Hanna somewhere is probably not happy about it. No, she probably loves it. She's super pleasant. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it's E3. It's I've always called it Gamer Christmas, but honestly, it's more like Gamer Hanukkah because... It's, it's more days it's and more has days. more joy. Yeah, and we want to be inclusive here at GameBooie.org, so... Uh, of course really like i mean the, the f- floor show the show floor isn't even really a thing yet i mean for us the e3 pre-3 excitement is always like with these big announcements and then the show floor is just kind of like oh maybe a news bit will trickle out so is there anything that you are looking forward to i mean we've had lots of leaks happening so are you excited about anything or anticipating anything oh wow well you know i'm glad that you brought that up actually because there have been quite a few leaks and i I wasn't even gonna talk about those going into this but you know i I, we've talked here on the show before we do typically talk about leaks because once the information's out there it's out there so like we know that Namco Bandai has a whole slate of announcements, at least like four of which have leaked. Like there's a Nino Kuni remaster coming. Uh, there's a new Tales game coming. Um, the FromSoft and uh, George R. R. Martin collaboration that had been rumored for a hot minute is a real thing and is going to be announced. Um, I mean, it's just it's a lot. Uh, so I- I'm really eager to hear about these. Uh, the reason why I wasn't going to talk about them initially was just because I kind of expect that this big George R. R. Martin game is going to get announced at the Microsoft presser tomorrow for some reason. And that's like 100% hunch. Like, I don't know, but that's where I expect it to show up. Right. I mean, well, especially because Sony opted out this year. I mean, you might have noticed we didn't say Sony. Well, and that's exactly so all of these big trailers, all of these big announcements they're I think they're going to be happening tomorrow. And I think it's going to be a whole kit and caboodle. <laughs> and, you know, I do expect also as the week goes on, we will get announcements from, you know, some of the, the, the non, you know, press event holding folks. And obviously we will talk about that stuff during the week. But I, I just again, I think that we're going to have a lot more to talk about these leaks tomorrow. Um, the only one of the leaks that I thought really had a lot of material out there was the tales game and based on my reception of the last few tales games it's like oh we could talk the most about the one i'm least invested in oh and something something game of thrones yeah well and you know unpopular opinion i was happy with how the tv version ended so whatever um let's see as far as like what i'm looking forward to though like i'm super stoked for the square enix press event um you know we do know that there's going to be a big focus on the final fantasy 7 remake i almost called it a remaster but it's like it's whole at whole ass imagine if it was just a remaster and it was just like uh like they redrew all the sprites and everything i mean i'm saying lol redrawing the sprites but they're character models but that they were just blocky but they're like let it be known Slagkick understands the difference between polygon models and sprites if he says remake the sprites in this context 
text. Don't take the time to read us because we won't bother reading it. But I mean, so yeah, it's I'm super stoked. I would I would cackle if that kind was the remaster, though, if it was just like, oh, it's still this guy are sick, but like now with sharper, pointier edges. But like we kind of already got that on PC. And who was was Mandy Moore, the voice of Aerith? Oh, my gosh. I think one of them She's was like- Mandy Moore, but in the other, it was some other Amina uh, Suvari, maybe it was. But I mean, it was it was roll bad was the important thing. Like the takeaway is that it shouldn't have happened. But if they brought her back, it would be amazing. She's like, this man are sick. No, no, no. It'd be more like this man are sick. So, oh, um, boy. yeah, but uh, beyond Final Fantasy VII Remake, for me, the big thing I want to hear about is obviously Kingdom Hearts. I want to hear what's going on with the future of the franchise. If there are, you know, more games to announce, like spinoffs, I'm hoping we get one. I'm hoping we get one at the Square Enix event. Um, but otherwise, I do expect we will at least get It'd the be announcement a good time of the for a DLC. Switch game. Yes, it really would, too. It'd be a great time for a or a Switch port of, you know, 1.5 plus 2.5. But uh, yeah, I would I would just really like to hear about Kingdom Hearts. That's always my thing. And I almost have this weird emptiness for the fact that I no longer have Kingdom Hearts 3 to look forward to. It's like, okay, I don't know where Kingdom Hearts is going next. This is scary. <laughs> um, but it's a good kind of scary. Let's see. Obviously, the big excitement, Nintendo Direct. I'm always stoked for whatever Nintendo is going to have. Um, I mean, those are for me kind of the biggest things that kept like the first things I'm most excited to talk about are like Kingdom Hearts and what is Nintendo going to have? Oh, what about you, though, Saigi? What are your big NES anticipations? Well, you know, the thing about anticipation for NES is that a lot of people forget that that was one of Rare's early games. I think we talked about it on our Rareware episode, but... uh, We did, we did. In fact, I like to pick shoes. Oh, see, well, because, I mean, of course you always uh, pick the high heel shoes, so, like, I'd be happy with the ice cream cone piece. Um, Another thing that people don't realize is that uh, David Wise, who, you know, of course, well-known for the Donkey Kong Country series, um, among other things, like, uh, that was one of his earliest compositions, uh, you know, working with Rare. Wow, work. And for E3 um, 2019, what are your big anticipations? Well, you know, I love that it's kind of got elements of Pictionary. Um, They really, they... um, didn't lie when they said it was Nintendo's first video board game. I mean, I think that we really have um, anticipation to think for things like, I mean, even Mario Party, honestly, you know, just in a very, very basic sense. This joke isn't funny anymore. Okay. Um, well, no, I mean, I'm pretty predictable. Uh, I mean, Square Enix and Nintendo are really the big ones. I mean, you know, usually there might be something of somewhat level of excitement coming from ubisoft uh but i mean i'm just excited to see uh you know what's gonna happen excellent work um all right then and so as noted you know since it's already june 8th uh happy pride bitches by the by we actually have a couple of these press events that have already happened Uh, of course in true pre-3 fashion none of them have been particularly world changing in fact um there was some concern as to whether or not we had enough material to talk about in today's episode (laughs) right um but of course the two events i'm talking about are the big Google Stadia event. And today's uh, EA Play, is that what it's called? 
Yeah, I, I suppose. <laughs> um, then let's start with Stadia, Slaggy. Um, of course, Stadia is the more recently announced Google sort of online streaming solution. Platform. Yeah, platform. That's a great, yeah, that's perfect. Because it's not quite a console and it's not quite a service. It's a controller. Right? <laughs> well, so... Why don't you tell me a little bit? Assume I know nothing about Stadia. Why don't you tell me what you understand it to be, what you know about it? And and we'll go from there, because I really get the sense that, um, in my opinion, Google has really done a very poor job selling this thing and why we should want it. So basically what they are marketing Stadia is, as is um, like a solution. I mean, I can see where you're saying solution for like, for people who maybe don't want to invest in the latest, greatest hardware and play that sort of game. Um, You know, always like, Oh, well, here's a new Xbox possibly tomorrow or, you know, so it will be oh, streaming. Snap. That's something we'll have to talk about a little later, but, but go on. Uh, so it'll be streaming from the cloud, um, not from the squall. <laughs> Sorry, bad Final Fantasy joke. And so, like, the idea is that you can stream it through the cloud and not worry about having not having a like, powerful enough PC or you know not having the latest greatest console. And um, so basically, you'll be able to access it through Google Chrome or through a Chromecast. Excellent, excellent. And of course, one presumes that will include platforms in which uh, Chromecast is inbuilt at some point. Do we know if they've talked about that stuff like the uh, NVIDIA Shield, which is supported by like the uh, Oculus Quest for its like uh, Google in-house share streaming or casting or whatever? I mean, they talked about the Pixel 3, I think, their phone. Okay, excellent. excellent. Yeah, and you know, they had said uh, Pixel and then moving on to other platforms. So that 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 type of platform would probably be included yeah it looks like i guess there's going to also be an android and ios um app for stadia and that i had caught but that that would be one of the things coming sort of down the line so um and so with all that having been said sort of what did you think about this specific presentation that we saw this week you know i I was expecting and the way that this got hyped you know um it was being pushed by capcom it was being pushed by namco bandai it was being pushed by bungie um Bungie did actually have at least a fair number of announcements there, but for the most part, um, I ended up feeling quite underwhelmed. Um, the only context in which a lot of these publishing partners were really there was just as like logos on a backdrop and maybe three seconds in a sizzle reel. Otherwise, I felt like the presentation, um, and you know, they called it the Stadia Connect, which indicates that it they intend on it being like a Nintendo Direct type recurring platform for information. Um, so the fact that it was to me very dry as i was about to say you know it was so dry that it's just like i don't want to watch this this is boring i could be using my time better and then the fact that also it didn't have particularly good news i kind of came away from this event with a bad taste in my mouth um and also you know i have some real concerns about stadia as a platform after this presentation um so let me ask you slaggy where are you on the stadia generally and then what did you think about this presentation I mean, my concern with it, I mean, obviously we had concerns about like, you know, the streaming and data usage, but my concern is that, you know, um, 
they did talk about how there's going to be, you know, kind of like a Xbox Game Pass style thing where you will have, or, you know, like a PlayStation Plus where you have access to a library of games and you can like, um, you know, access them as long as you have the subscription because there is going to be a free plan in some capacity, but I was a little unclear about that. Um, Yeah, and, you know, they've sort of indicated that there's going to be a back catalog of games and that you'll also be able to buy individual games. So it's not just like a Netflix for games. It's Netflix for games and also a store for games. So, you know, you won't have access to Baldur's Gate with your Stadia subscription, but you might, you know, uh, have access to older games in the series under that subscription and access to buying the new one for the platform when it comes out. And again, I think that's one of the things they haven't been that clear on is I think a lot of people were expecting this to just be a Netflix games type of subscription service, not buy, you know, presumably at full price retail copies of games that you don't own and can only stream. Well, I mean, and that's exactly what my new concern is, because I mean, at least, you know, we've we've talked about this concern with digital downloads and like, you know, like things being removed from Steam or. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me give myself a disclaimer. I understand that software that we quote unquote own are only licenses to use the software. You don't have to read me. I won't read it. So, uh, but I mean, at least, you know, like if I, I buy a lot of my Switch games digitally at this point. So, I mean, at least the ones that I want to be playing, you know, right away, like uh, for Pokemon Sword and Shield, I'm obviously going to preload one of those so I can start at 9 p.m., you know. Specific standard. Right, right. Um, But, you know, at least, you know, if I, if for some reason they remove Pokemon Sword and Shield from the Switch store, the Nintendo store one day, um, at least as long as my, you know, um, my SD card is working or, you know, the Switch's hard drive is working, at least I have that game. If you invest all of this into Stadia and you're, you know, suddenly it just stops then you know you don't even own i mean and i guess i'm maybe being a little hypocritical because i mean i guess you could really say the same thing about an mmo but you know that's i think that's a different story so i mean i think more so than the streaming data stuff the fact that you i don't know like i just don't want to be buying a game knowing that like i don't even have a download of it like that's that's what's concerning yeah, I I think that for a lot of people, that was where a lot of concern started to come from. Um, but, you know, let's let's start to focus a little bit more on the facts, because while that is our concern going into this, this is our response and our thought. I do still want to present the information as best we can. Um, the base subscri- subscription price is going to be $10 a month. Uh, there is a free version planned for next year, and there's going to be a Founders Edition bundle available for $130 this november at the launch and that's the only way you'll be able to initially play well and that's exactly uh because so this um founders edition it's going to launch later this year at 130 dollars. it's going to come with a chromecast ultra the stadia controller a copy of De- copy of destiny 2 including the new expansion that was announced this weekend um a three-month subscription and a th- three-month buddy pass so that you can pass you know some one of your friends in for three months so 
well, thank that, you. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, that's how that's going to work. If I buy one, that's the gag of the season. I'm so worried about um, the actual like streaming factor because, you know, I, I live in the U.S. as do you. Um, I get Internet through the tyranny of Comcast, which means I have a very restrictive one terabyte of data bandwidth restriction. And after that, I start getting like speed capped super hard. I start getting fined and penalized for, you know, additional. Oh my God, is, is it like that you're basically using satellite internet in the Yukon territory? Holy moly, it effing feels like it, right? It's just, um, and in fact, you know, I say this part of um, one of the issues that happened in the house that I live in, in fact, was that we did for the month of May go over our one terabyte limit very early in the month because of online digital game sales stores. I bought and installed too many games and oops, we went over a terabyte in a month. And, um, right. And, you know, they're saying that with Stadia in the uh, higher quality stream modes, uh, including, you know, 4K quality, um, you're going to go through one terabyte of data in about 65 hours. So have fun, like only using your internet to play Final Fantasy 15 or something. Well, and that's exactly it turns into, you know, to me at that point, then it really just becomes like either you're going to have to have an internet service dedicated to this console <laughs> or you know you're gonna have to uh, basically force it not to play games at high settings at which point why wouldn't you just buy a console to run games at those settings yeah and i mean honestly like my pc isn't even a powerhouse and i can play like most things and my pc's uh, about two years old at this point so i mean and i can still play most stuff okay so like i'm not trying to be like ooh, you know i build a pc that uh, can play stuff but i'm just saying like you know i'm interested to see what market this is going to serve well and i was just gonna say you know i know that as an enthusiast my concerns are different than the concerns of the general populace you know the general populace they might be very happy at the idea of having this service where they just pay ten dollars a month and now they can play on their phone you know all of the big console games as they release even if they do have to buy a new copy they're not having to buy a new console and i honestly i think for some people that might be a real hook however i I guess the other thing is is that maybe um that you know they only play a little bit like oh i'm only gonna play like you know two or three hours on the weekends and you know just very casually because um i'm Susie homemaker and i or stefan homemaker let's be clear what i said or stefan homemaker Okay, it's Susie or Stefan, homemaker, or Shane, or whatever. I was trying to think of something gender neutral. Um, you know, I, but no, I was like, I was specifically thinking, like, you know, like, oh, like soccer mom who, uh, you know, only has a little bit of time, but you know what? She um, grew up playing Baldur's Gate, and like, that's the one video game that she like loves, but you know, she doesn't have time because little Joey has ballet practice. And little Samantha um, has soccer practice. See what I did there? Yes, boys can do ballet and girls can play sports. Okay. <laughs> but the fact that See, I still, actually, the fact that I still want to really call you out for saying soccer mom instead of saying soccer parent or like soccer dad, soccer mom or dad or soccer guardian. Like this is probably why everybody talks behind my back as if I'm so fond of canceling people, but I just want to help people be better. No, no, but see, my point was not to um, say that um, gays can't be soccer 
parents or, you know, like my, my point was that maybe there's this very much for a, you know, very stereo. I was trying to take it like a very stereotypical case where like, oh, you know, I used to play the Nintendo. (laughs) You know, anyway, we're getting far afield and we have a wacky and wild week ahead of us. So let's talk about the games that are going to be on Stadia. Um, You know, we did see uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey as uh, Slackkick had talked about Final Fantasy 15. Um, We got the announcement of a new Darksiders game at this event, uh, Darksiders Genesis, which is like a Diablo style spinoff. We got the announcement of a new Baldur's Gate 3, which quite a few people are incredibly excited about. Um, Yeah, especially Susie Homemaker. Um, and so uh, we also have ports of uh, Ghost Recon Breakout coming, uh, Doom Eternal, the first Doom, well, the first Doom remake. That's not even the first Doom remake, <laughs> but you all know what I'm trying to communicate. Um, the new Tomb Raider trilogy will be getting a set of uh, ports. Uh, Metro Exodus was included. Um, I know that Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 was included in the sizzle reel, which, hey, Namco Bandai, there you are. That's why you wanted us all to watch this for xenoverse 2 port three years later (laughs) and and look the thing is like i'm a dragon ball fan so i like xenoverse but it's not even a good game i just like it for being a dragon ball game that has literally every character ever in it even yeah even side characters that only appear in like one episode or one feature yeah and uh, it has a pretty great creative character i guess yeah um, that's about as much as i did honestly lol so and then let's see so stadia event stadia connect it was a thing that happened it's over today however was ea play and um ea play did things uh, a little different from how they used to do it but i do think this might have been the method or the way that they they sort of did their presentations last year they sort of did an individual presentation for each one of their games and slaggy do you just want to before we talk about our thoughts on each game uh, do you just want to sort of tell me what were the games they showed off during ea play today okay they had star wars jedi fallen order which is an upcoming star wars game apex legends uh battlefield 5 fifa 2020 or i guess it's just fifa 20 sorry madden nfl 2020 and the sims 4 excellent and i have to assume of these things the one you were most invested in was sims 4 is that correct well, I mean, that in the uh, Star Wars. Excellent. Well, and so that's perfect, you know, because Star Wars was the first one of the games they showed. Um, let's start there. And I want to say, you know, for me, um, this is the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order game is the game that is going to be made by Respawn. I totally just couldn't remember their name for a moment. Uh, but this game's being made by Respawn. Of course, a lot of us probably are most familiar with Respawn for their work on the Titan fall series of course you know they're using that same titanfall engine which it's my recollection that this engine has its roots in the source engine but at this point now i mean it's probably a whole different beast Uh, but as we've seen in uh you know the titanfall games it is a fantastic engine that runs so well Uh, but something that really stood out to me and this is where i want to start 
the ga- start the conversation. The Wookiees looked real bad because this is not an engine that is built for like realistic hair, and that's a problem. Yeah, but it also <laughs> said this is alpha footage. Oh, it absolutely is alpha footage, but like they're gonna have to do something about it because they looked real bad. And hey, this is remember, a game that's um, ostensibly releasing this year, right? Yeah, Sully on Monsters Inc. looked pretty bad up until pretty much the release of Kingdom Hearts 3. So, you know. I mean, you know, that's fair and a good point. I'm simply noting that I think that they have their work cut out for them on that. Uh, that having been said, you know, they did show us a good 15 minutes of gameplay and, you know, watching the uh, commentary after the watching the actual footage, I was really surprised to learn that a lot of the animations that were happening during the uh, footage, they were not canned animations. They were actually happening in real time. And one of the big focuses in the game apparently is sort of creatively using your force powers sort of step by step in order to get like bonus skill points which Hmm. is like an incredible hook like that's one of my favorite gameplay conceits uh so for me this was actually like a really successful um stream already or demonstration because star wars jedi fallen order went from a game that i was interested in but not sold on to like a must play i I wanted to ask you slaggy because i think you're probably a little more invested in story and stuff and you know those are typically less hooks for me um in games even though i am a huge star Wars nerd how did you feel about this one yeah I mean honestly I was looking at more at the gameplay ironically like uh because um I mean it, it looks good but I mean it doesn't look like there's anything too groundbreaking I mean you know there's climbing bits and fighting bits but I mean as long as it plays well and it's fun and the combat's fun I mean I feel especially with the Star Wars game like that the you know the combat has to be really solid so and it looked it looked pretty fun so I mean, for me, it would be hard to tell until I actually could get my hands on it. So um, that yeah, makes but I mean, sense, of course. But as far as story, my understanding is, is it's in between episode three and episode four, more closer to the episode three timeline. So, you know, um, shortly after um, spoiler alert, Darth Vader stuff, kind of the um, Empire, I guess, starting to happen. Okay, excellent. And so, um, you know, they also had showed off Apex Legends today. There were a lot of announcements for this game, which is also kind of a Titanfall adjacent game. I don't really want to go too much into the announcements because while I do occasionally play Apex and and enjoy it, I think it's a very well put together game. I'm not like a diehard or hardcore enough to really understand a lot of what they were Mm -hmm. talking about. Um, I did laugh that one of the guns they're adding is like this giant pink laser that's apparently so op that you can only get it from in-game drops and uh i thought that was hella funny like it's so op as a selling point is funny to me but then they also announced a new character which it looks like is like a sort of like a in fighting games term more of like a trap based character that is focused on like sort of doing buffs oh, see, and I setting thought, up i thought you were stuff. you were about to say something very different i was like uh-uh we don't use that terminology anymore. oh holy moly i would never not ever i never did it was very clear to me that, that no, but i see what you're saying because like, yeah watson she uses like fences so that's kind yeah, of precisely she's an electrical engineer she places fences and can put down like shield gens and stuff it's she seems super cool to me seems like a really fun kit to play with so i'm definitely stoked to hear about that um all in all it definitely to me in listening to them talk about apex i felt like the biggest takeaway for me was it seems like ea is listening to the problems that the player base has with the game so far and is working to actually 
actually like remedy some of them. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I think um, I felt like there was a real focus on like the changes they're making to the battle pass to make that more palatable. And given that they're sort of I'm not just sort of they're right dead smack in that um, Fortnite space competing for those Fortnite dollars with their battle pass. I think it's important to shit for them to do. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, They also yeah, I mean, talked my, about. Oh, yes, uh, I was going to say. Yeah, you, I, you, I'm sorry. Oop. Um, no, I think I, I tried to engage with this, but then like when they started talking about all the meta and stuff, like um, like that's where it kind of lost me. Like I was like, oh, I want to be interested in this, but I've played it so little that like this is meaningless to me. I mean, but I mean, that's that would be true for like anyone watching, like, for example, live letters or things for Final Fantasy 14, where I could be like, oh, like blah, blah, blah. Like this is how the gameplay systems are changing. You know, so I mean, it's just for me, like it's just that. I do not know the gameplay deeply enough to really be an authority on this. Yeah, absolutely. Which surprise, I mean, have you been listening to this show for the last seven years, Tamar? LOL, LOL, Well, and that actually brings us to another game where we're going to have that problem talking about it because, you know, as you had noted, actually, I say that a game, but I really mean the rest of the conference because then, you know, they talked about Battlefield 5. They talked what, about bro? FIFA Battlefield 20. 5 is my jam. That's my <laughs> shit. They talked about FIFA 20. They talked about Madden 20. Um, oh, Sims 4. You can talk about that one. Um, but for Ma- Battlefield 5, you know, they're talking about the new map. They were talking about, uh, you know, how it's for like this like massive scale battle and stuff, which I think that's cool. But um, also, I don't care about this game. And it's really difficult for me to talk about things on this show that I don't care about. And that kind of goes double for FIFA and Madden. Like FIFA and Madden are both games where like even even in the case where I like the sport soccer I still don't really play soccer games so I'm the I did say I did also say that the uh, for the FIFA 20 I guess there's the Volta football which is like a street football like a street soccer sort of mode and that seems cool that does seem cool and the character designs for it look hella cute so that's nice does it mean that you want to bang so and then there was the Sims 4 it's my understanding that it has some kind of an expansion or something coming but yeah, I'm not, I'm not I, I like how you I like how you completely avoided my uh, question but uh Speaking of The Sims, there is an upcoming, very soon expansion, The Sims 4 Island Living. It is coming on June 21st, and I guess for consoles. Um, uh, so the original article we were looking at on CNET had the wrong date. It's coming June 21st to PC, but then this is July 16th on consoles and July 21st on PC. And I'm not finding um, I'm not finding any information like in the trailer about the console release it would be kind of surprising to me if the console one launches five days earlier but whatever um so the idea behind sims 4 island living is that there's you know with the because if you're not familiar with the sims uh out there in radio land um they have these like expansion packs and then like sometimes there's just like content packs that just have like items and then there's just like item stuff that, like they call it stuff packs that are just items so this is like a proper expansion where you get like, you know, a new neighborhood um, or like a new area for your Sims to be in. Um, 
And this one is an island. There are active volcanoes. You can be a mermaid. Um, and yeah, I mean, it looks pretty cute. Um, like, honestly, it feels like a lot of people have been kind of um, on that Sims tip lately. I believe they released The Sims 4 for, was it that, like, it was a Twitch Prime freebie? Or, like, what was that? Or, like, um, I thought it was an origin freebie. There was something. I mean, I had already owned The Sims 4, but I remember, uh, I just remember hearing about it and told you to get on that. Um, I mean, The Sims are always fun. I haven't honestly spent a lot of time with The Sims in years, but, um, you know, I'm always, I'm always down to hear what's up with The Sims. And uh, I just found out that there's all also going to be a pride pack i don't um i don't know if we have an exact date on when that's happening but they're um going to be partnering and i have to say uh the sims has always been pretty forward thinking and the sims 4 you can uh you know be pretty open with gender and everything but they um maxis and ea are working with the it gets better project which is you know a, a non-profit for lgbtq plus um support there's going to be things including lots of clothing and a gender neutral bathroom door and just lots of like pride oh, wow. related items so that like um oh I, i'm sorry so that's going to be coming on june 18th so like right smack in the middle of pride so it looks like it's launching a few days before island living so you can get your pride on and then go to gay island i guess i think we just call it fire island no but um and sims would be like forala <laughs> I yeah, weren't know. you complaining to me about like the song yeah the, okay yeah the, the like whatever song they put in the trailer wasn't in simlish that was a little bit weird to me yeah you legit that was like your first comment to me about that game yeah i love simlish covers well they're not even covers they're just uh re-recordings by the original artists Right. Like Pussycat Dolls, Lily Allen did one, Matt and Kim. Like seriously, Simlish Simlish versions of songs are are my jam. I did know that. All right. Well, so that about wraps it up for what we're going to talk play. about today for EA Play and what we're going to talk about today. Um, I do want to note, of course, as you had noted, lots of indications coming out of Microsoft that tomorrow we're going to see them pull back the curtain on uh, whatever Xbox Scarlet is. Um, what do you, you know, think what about I would, that? What I would love to see is if it comes bundled, because, you know, I mean, um, how long ago was it that they uh, partnered up or that they partnered up, that they bought rare um it's been a long time so i mean you know like years yeah yeah i mean and we've kind of seen rare go through a really big journey um they kind of got stuck doing oh god what was it connect i couldn't even remember what the connect was called they had to do like a lot of connect based games for a while but you know now that connects just out of the picture i would really love if they announced that this is going to launch with a free copy of anticipation 2020 of like a full remake of the original <laughs> i was just looking up to see how many years it had been because i had felt bad about saying 15 years and not really knowing and it came and down to like I 17 went... and then it all turned out to be for you to make a goddamn <laughs> anticipation <laughs> joke oh, sorry i've been sitting on that the entire episode I bet you have, you son of a bitch. Take the win and go. All right. So, um, no, I mean, like, that. obviously, yeah, that could be huge. I'm just hoping that they're continuing their commitment to Xbox being a, 
platform because I, you know, just reinvested in a new Xbox One because mine had broken. Or oh, I actually, and, and I, I will say, I, I absolutely expect them to continue their commitment to the platform. I, I think more than anything right. we're about to see tomorrow is going to be like an Xbox One XX. And Xbox honestly, One X2. <laughs> no, but for real, like, if it does, if it does, that's actually what I want. It's what I'm expecting and what I want. If it is the same type of box where it's just like, yeah, it's just going to keep playing Xbox One games and maybe so they change what you're the name of the platform to gonna... Xbox, then I would absolutely, they're like, yeah, it'll keep playing the same games, but it'll play them even better. And I'll be like, okay, does this mean I get my 4K 60 frames of Second Kingdom Hearts 3 that I already own? Because if so, I will buy your goddamn box on day one. Um, and what it means is that you'll get the one XX and then you'll just give your mother-in-law your one X be like here. Oh my gosh. Like, right. Yeah. I'd have to find something to do with the darn thing. But I mean, for me, yeah, it's, I'm not like a graphics horror type guy. I have a, you know, PC that has a pretty beefy video card and yet I, you know, there are console exclusive games and I like to have a box that can run them on my big TV looking nice when I can. So if Microsoft's releasing another box that lets me continue to do that with my games I'm already playing, for me, it will become a no-brainer. I have been so happy with my Xbox One X and how it upgraded my Xbox One experience that I would I would do it again. Good. Yeah. Well, do I you think have any well, thoughts think... on Crimson? What it is? What it might be? What you want I mean, it to be? I can. I, I mean, I honestly haven't even been thinking in like in the hardware space, honestly. Um, but I just I think tomorrow is going to be a big day for Microsoft. Uh, and of course, tomorrow is the day that I have to uh, have a family commitment, so I'm going to have to be kind of playing like catch up with the news and watching the important you know, trailers and stuff because like my family commitment tomorrow, like is entirely overlapping like the Microsoft show tomorrow. So, and I, whoop. I feel so bad for you, but like, I am so excited. I am practically like a kid on Christmas for tomorrow. Oh yeah. You'll probably, you'll probably just be hitting me up on Facebook messenger. Yeah. Your phone's about to literally blow up. Um, oh my God. Like that time that I sent you 762 text messages. Oh my God. Um, so <laughs> I think that's a wonderful night to, or a wonderful note to start winding down on. Um, so I'm really excited for Crimson, obviously. Super excited for tomorrow's presentation. Super excited to record about tomorrow's presentation because there's more than one. Um, last thing I want to ask you uh, before we do our social links. Have you been playing anything? What's been up? Uh, I don't play video games anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> Can you imagine if I'm like, Game Theory Dot Art Video Game Podcast, and I don't play anything? Honestly, um, I kind of feel like most people that complain about video games don't play them very often, so it wouldn't be that weird. Are you saying I complain about video games? <laughs> I am a person who's on the internet, right? Um, this is a podcast about video games, yes. So, I mean, I would say that the biggest thing is that I've been, you know, pretty consistently playing uh, Final Fantasy XIV, definitely super, super hyped for Shadowbringers, Um, been working on trying to get more jobs up to 70, also um, been working on an alt, which uh, this game is not alt-friendly at all, but just, like, you know, for me, it's just basically, like, playing through a Final Fantasy game. Like, you know, if you picked up Final Fantasy VI and put in, you know, 40 hours or whatever you would put into it, like, 
oh, I guess I'm just going to level through the story quest again because I made a female Roganin named Ermigerd Burks, and she's a summoner and scholar, so she, you know, uses a book as a weapon. So, like, I originally made her just as a joke to be like, oh, I wonder if I can make, you know, a, a character that looks like that Ermigerd Burks girl. And then I ended up uh, immediately falling in love with her. So, L O L O L O L. Yeah, so now I have an alt in Final Fantasy 14, which the whole point of Final Fantasy 14 is it's got the job system, so you don't need an alt. Um, what else? I mean, I mean, that's really been the big thing. Oh, I um, picked up the Planet Coaster Ghostbusters expansion DLC, which um, I can't really call it an expansion, I guess, but the DLC pack. Um, it's cute what they did. I mean, the theming objects are great, especially if you are... And that's the thing. I haven't watched um, the original Ghostbusters movie since like the 90s, honestly. So like, I think a lot of the jokes and humor um, because there's a scenario that comes with it. And like, it's, it's just kind of like, oh. And so like, um, for me, I mean, I, I do play scenarios in Planet Coaster and stuff, but I think for me from this DLC pack, I'm going to end up getting my money's worth more out of the, um, the theming objects than the actual scenario because like, I've been working through this scenario and like um it's broken up into chapters so i appreciate that they're trying to do something kind of different you know uh, take a different approach to uh, how they do their dlc content and you know definitely partnering up with you know they've did some like back to the future um dlc in the past but it was just like items and stuff and rides and such um so i really appreciate what they're trying to do but i'm not super engaged honestly especially because like the chapter that i'm on right now is like oh reduce the crime and i like turn the crime off in Planet Coaster because unless they've made significant changes to it, I think the like um, crime and security AI in Planet Coaster is um, not super great. So yeah um i played about 10 minutes of dauntless like basically just the first thing but i am interested to see more it's very like i like how it's very stylized you know they aren't just trying to do like monster hunter clone i can definitely see there's a lot of like you know kind of like more like a fantasy element to it i mean not that mon hunt isn't fantasy but you know um and i mean i guess there's been things here and there but i really can't speak to anything significant honestly what about you yeah, I probably the game I'm most excited to talk about is Dauntless. I have been playing Dauntless for, gosh, since about two days after it launched. And it's funny because it had a really rocky first couple days. Uh, there were like queues that were going for hours and hours, like early day WoW practically. And it was just, I mean, again, probably like nice problems to have. But for me, it was very frustrating. Almost yeah, I, saw people, I was about to rage uh, quit. I saw people, uh, com- um, well, not complaining. I mean, they were complaining, but I mean, you know, it's with good reason but yeah i saw people uh who were upset about that yeah and so i was one of them i actually um had downloaded it on my pc and my xbox one i deleted my pc install in a rage quit because i had been logged in in a queue and we had internet connectivity issues due to our uh cap and so i got disconnected so i rage quit it because i had uh installed the epic game store because they had had a sale going and but with 
with regard to the Xbox version, I was then trying that one, and I'm like, okay, well, if this doesn't work, I'm going to rage quit it here and delete it. And then it worked, and I was able to play it for hours, and it turned out to be an incredibly competent Monster Hunter clone, but, like, done with some of, like, the more modern and more accessible design philosophies of what you see in, like, a game like Fortnite. And, you know, uh, in fact, it very specifically, you can tell Epic had their hands in it after a certain point because um, it really does appear very similar to the way that um, that Fortnite approaches uh, progression and uh, sort of uh, connectivity type of stuff and rewards, which is all to say that for me, it's an incredibly addictive game like Monster Hunter Light turns out to be a very compelling recipe for me and also big ups to its incredibly expansive character creator, which is super good. Um, otherwise, I've dabbled in a lot of games. I checked out, uh, you know, po- I dipped back into some of the older Pokemon games uh, just to get some old pokies together because we had an announcement of some Pokemon uh, new downloadable services that we'll be talking about probably next week. Let's see. I also got an Oculus Quest. We'll talk about that next week. I love it. Um, so I've been playing a lot with that, but mostly Dauntless was was the big one I wanted to talk about. I have also been playing Final Fantasy 14. Hooray. But da- I've been playing more Dauntless. <laughs> um, all right. Well, with all that having been said, Slaggy, why don't we start uh, closing this thing down? We love your feedback. We love your subscriptions, ratings, and reviews on various services. Um, I can't say iTunes anymore because it, iTunes is officially uh, split off into various things. So Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio. Uh, I think we're on Spotify now. I think I submitted us there. Uh, if you are looking for us at your favorite podcast service and we are not there, um, please let us know. We like your Facebook likes. We effing love Twitter. Um, we still have a note about Google Plus in here. <laughs> And Tumblr, RIP to both of those. Um, our oh, email is mailbuoy at gamebuoy.org. Gamebuoy.org. Mailbuoy at gamebuoy.org. And our home base is gamebuoy.org. Gamebuoy.org. Spike, do you have some shout outs for us? So I actually do, but first, I had a tweet that I had wanted to follow up on. Oh, right. <laughs> so, you know, um, we did have one of our listeners reach out to us and note that this was this past April was our first April uh, without a April Fool's episode. I do want to note our April Fool's episode joke was supposed to be that we didn't do an April Fool's joke. We just started podcasting again and then life stuff happened. So, LOL. Uh, that having yeah. been said, as noted, obstacles came and now they've gone sunny days are here again here we are and you know really maybe the april fools were the friends we made along the way yeah all right so back to those shout outs though as ever and always i'd like to point you in the direction of orange Challenge radio where every gamer has a voice and from whom we steal so many of our cues i'd like you to check out the astral era podcast astral era is a final fantasy 14 podcast focused on in-depth discussion of new content game mechanics game mechanics story <laughs> slash lore music, yes, and I of course s- glamour well i have to say i stand the idea behind the new mechanics for a lot of these jobs so yes queen yes Uh, we also of course have reading is fundamental that's the show that slag kick leads where we talk about the current season of rupaul's drag race a season just wrapped so we did that season's finale episode just earlier this week but you may want to check it out especially if you're a fan slag kick what about you well i'd love to shout out game bar where you can kick back and listen to the sassy staccato of jeremiah toops todd and dia 
as they are the queer gaming podcast equivalent of the Prairie Home Companion. I'd also like to shout out to the Magical Boys podcast, a pop culture podcast from a queer perspective, the Nintendo Fun Club, your place for platformers, positivity, and pop punk, and Anime Booey, your port of call for anime recommendations, news bits, and discussions that maybe aren't turning your radar, but most definitely should be. Our wonderful theme music was done by Zelda Reorchestrated, which was, okay, you you know what it is, and it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> That's dark. All right. Well, with all of that. I mean, I think it's still up as an archive. They're just not, you know, it's not an active project anymore. So go check them out. Reorchestrated Zelda music before, you know, now the games have orchestrated music. So kind of it's come full circle. (laughs) All right. It has been so damn fun to be back in the saddle and doing this. We'll be back at you in 24 hours or so. But until then, keep gaming. Keep gaming. Keep thinking. Keep thinking. And uh, I don't know what that means. Content. All right, I think we're good. Hot topic is the way that we run. <laughs>